Okay, it's Tuesday, 20th of June, 2023. Rapidly approaching 10 a.m. It's about 10 minutes to 10. Uh, I posted a piece in the middle of last night, 3 o'clock this morning, about this um, submarine that's gone missing off the coast of Newfoundland, off the, the coast of the U.S. and Canada. Uh, looking for the Titanic. Well, they, they knew where the Titanic was and they, they were basically a, a tourist sub or a, a research sub but it, with five people on board, uh, one of whom is a, a British guy called Hamish, who I suspect might be Scottish, but everybody's describing as British, who's a billionaire, obviously interested in, in the Titanic in a very passionate way. Anyway, the sub's been missing since Sunday. It's now Tuesday morning in the UK time. And they've got enough air to last until this day. So there's two days air left. There's a big rescue mission going on. I've got a couple of clips from GB News from just a couple of hours ago. A couple of interviews with uh, an oceanographer and the guy in charge of the British Titanic Society, uh, which I think are both interesting and worth sharing. And I'm going to add the the coverage that I did overnight to the end of this, this part of the show. So there'll be last night's coverage on the end of, on the end of the, the audio as well. The search is continuing for a submersible tourist vessel which was en route to the Titanic shipwreck in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. British billionaire Hamish Harding, chairman of private plane firm Action Aviation, is understood to be one of the five people on board Ocean Gate Expeditions, which was reported overdue on Sunday evening. Uh, that was about 435 miles south of Newfoundland. Well, during a press conference, Rear Admiral John W. Morgan of the US Coast Guard said they are doing everything they can to try and find the sub. We were notified by the operator of the submersible vessel that it was uh, overdue and it had five uh, persons on board uh, the submersible. So we're working very closely at this point uh, to make sure that we're doing everything that we can do uh, to locate uh, the submersible and rescue uh, those on board. Uh, the location of the search is approximately 900 miles uh, east of Cape Cod uh, in a water depth of uh, roughly 13,000 feet. It is a, a remote area. Uh, and it is uh, a challenge to conduct a uh, search in that remote area, but we are deploying all available assets to uh, make sure that uh, uh, we can uh, locate uh, the craft and uh, uh, rescue uh, the, the people on board. OceanGate has released a statement saying for some time we've been unable to establish communications with one of our submersible exploration vehicles, which is currently visiting the wreck site of the Titanic. Our entire focus is on the well-being of the crew and every step possible is being taken to bring 
five crew members back safely. They add, we are deeply grateful for the urgent and extensive assistance we're receiving from multiple government agencies and deep sea companies as we seek to re-establish contact with the submersible. We pray for the safe return of the crew and passengers and we will provide updates as they are available. Uh, joining us now is an oceanographer from the University of Southampton, Dr. Simon Boxall. Uh, Dr. Boxall, good morning. Thanks for, thanks for joining us um, this morning. Um, in your studies, in your experience, how critical is this situation? It's very critical. They're in a very difficult situation here. Um, they're sitting in four kilometres, 13,000 feet of water. That's the limit of the sub's capability anyway. Um, they're in a, a, a very deep part of the ocean. They're a long way from the coast as well. So getting any sort of rescue attempt to them is going to take time. And there are very few uh, vessels that are capable of going to those sorts of depths. The other problem is there's no easy communication method for that sort of depth. You cannot communicate with things like radios and things underwater. They're reliant on a series of sort of sonic clicks. And that's assuming that the receiver they have on the submarine is actually working. Um, they've not heard anything from the submarine. It's all very quiet. And as you said, you know, time is getting short. They have enough oxygen to last them until Thursday. Uh, and of course, you know, we know obviously how long it took for us to discover Titanic and the size compared to the submersible um, significant gives you an idea of, of how difficult this search is going to be. Um, tell us a little bit about what the, what the ocean floor is like there, because it's my understanding that lots of deep trenches uh, that the submersible could be could be hiding in and, and it would be very, very difficult, to, as you say, not only find it, but then recover it. Well, we, we, we know how difficult it's been, impossible so far, to find MH370. And that was sort of an intensive one year of searching. Now, we do know this location of this submarine more accurately than we did of MH370, which was lost in the Indian Ocean five or six years ago. Um, so, you know, we do know roughly where the submarine should be, but it's still looking at a very large area. And the submarine is mainly built of carbon fibre, which means that it doesn't have a particularly good magnetic signature. It's very difficult to find. Um, you know, the technology we need to find it is not necessarily on hand. Um, so it's a question of getting that technology out there. They're beyond the reach of helicopters and things, so they are waiting for surface ships really to get to them to support them out there in their search. Well, Doctor, that, that search, we, we know there are no communications. Communications have been lost. Um, but the sub itself, it, it could be underwater. It could be on the surface, though, couldn't it? If it was on the surface, they'd have other communication. If they're on the surface, they would be able to use radios. And I'm assuming they have some form of radio communication for surface use. But if it's once it's below the surface, it could be at any depth. It could be you know, 10 metres beneath the surface. It could be um, you know, on four kilometres, 13,000 feet. So um, once it's below the surface, they will lose all radio communication. Now, also, the sub itself is sealed from the outside. Um, they wouldn't be able to escape at those depths anyway. So this idea that they could sort of open a hatch and escape at four kilometres, you'd be crushed. Um, and to be honest with you, at most depths, you'd be crushed. So unless they are very close to the surface, then they have a problem. If they're on the surface, there could be communication. Lots of focus, naturally, on the British-born uh, billionaire who's on board, uh, Hamish Harding. And I understand he has a Guinness World Record for the longest duration at the bottom of the sea in the Mariana Trench. And I think he was under, uh, down on the bottom of the floor for four hours and 15 minutes. So he's already exceeded his own record. What are the impacts?
impacts on the human body if you are at these sorts of depths for prolonged periods? Because obviously there are issues when you come back up, but could they, if they were found, be okay yeah. at those sorts of depths for a long time? Keep in mind that they're in a pressure, they're in a sort of a, a sealed uh, submarine. So the pressure they're at uh, is still going to be close to atmospheric pressure. So it's a bit like on an aircraft, you go in an aircraft, you are at slightly lower pressure than you would normally be. But when you land again, you haven't gone from a vacuum to sort of um, full atmospheric pressure. It's the same with one of these subs, you're at sort of atmospheric pressure in the submarine. So once you're at the surface, it's fine. You know, you're looking at very, very small increase in pressure. So it's not like a diver coming up from, say, 50, 60 metres and then have to worry seriously about the bends. That's not a case in this, the case in this case. They are at atmospheric pressure. Doctor, I, I'm assuming, I may be presumptuous here, that you have been on board something like this or something similar to this. Um, Isabel was saying this morning, even just talking about this makes her claustrophobic. What would conditions on board be like? Um, I have been, I haven't been on something quite as deep as this. Uh, the sort of thing I've been on, being sort of like a Michelin man, um, uh, dive suits type thing, which will take you down a few hundred meters. Um, but the, um, the sort of conditions are going to be cramped, very cramped. These things aren't designed for comfort, they're designed for adventure. Uh, it'll be hot, ironically, usually, in one of these things. Uh, you would think of it as being cold, but they tend to be quite hot. Um, and of course, you are in, you know, they, they're, they're taking the maximum number of uh, people they can get into the submarine to make optimum use of it. It's going to be crowded as well. And they are down there, you know, these things are designed to be down there for a few hours at most, um, certainly not uh, days. So they'll always carry additional oxygen. So if they do hit problems, they have that additional oxygen. But um, it's going to be it's worrying. And of course, we're assuming they've got power with light. Um, it could well be it's dark as well. We, we don't know uh, what's gone wrong with this um, thing. That's the and forgive me for asking this, but you know, it's a natural question. I mean, what sort of bathroom facilities would you have on, on a submersible like this? If you've got people who are in a very stressful, close... Right, right OK. You don't. <laughs> there are no. There'd be sort of a, a bottle to pee and that sort of thing, but that will be it. There aren't. You know, we are talking here uh, about sort of being crammed in a very, very, very small area, very small space. The problem is you need to make it small because you need to withstand those very high pressures. You know, the pressures of that depth are. We're talking about 400 atmospheres uh, of depth. Um, that's a phenomenal pressure. Yeah, uh, Professor, so you you are there. In Southampton, uh, from where Titanic uh, made its, its last maiden voyage. I'm from Belfast, where Titanic was built. Um, the curse of this ship, it seems to, to live on. No, not really. I mean, there are the, the Titanic um, story is one of tragedy. But as with all things, all tragedies have some good outcomes. And the Titanic brought in so many safety mechanisms we see now at sea and uh, for sea, seafarers uh, in terms of radio communication, in terms of protocols, in terms of sufficient life rafts, that sort of thing. So the Titanic was a, a tragedy disaster, but it led to all kinds of new safety things. Um, the big problem we've got now is that, you know, going into the ocean into submersibles is a risky um, thing to do. If things go wrong, there are no backups, there are no um, support mechanisms when you're at those sorts of depths. 
And as I said, you know, I think people assume we can send the Navy in. Naval submarines cannot reach the sort of depths that this thing can go to. Um, they are literally scratching the surface. Um, and we, we can't see the thing. We can't see through the water. We can't see it visually. We can't use radar. We are reliant very heavily on using a thing called SciScan, and even that has to be towed at deep depths as a very specialized piece of equipment. It's like a underwater radar using sound, um, but it, it's not a simple task at all. Uh, well, our thoughts and prayers with everybody on board. And Professor, Doctor, I really appreciate uh, your analysis and your time uh, this morning at such short notice on this. Thank you very much indeed. Um, there's a lot of irony associated with this. You know, the, um, the curse of the Titanic uh, seems to live on. It certainly seems that way, Eamon. Um, obviously, our, our thoughts first and foremost are with the, uh, the family and the crew. And um, as we all follow the news, uh, we're patiently hoping that they can be brought home safely. David, why? What would. We're trying to work out, and uh, not a lot of people we've spoken to around the office today would sort of say, you know, this would be on their wish list. Um, to do, it seems a pretty scary venture, bearing in mind where the wreck is situated, how far down it is, how remote it is as well. What is the attraction of Titanic to these Titanic tourists? Well, they're not just tourists, Eamon. Um, everyone who takes part in these dives has a particular mission to carry out. Um, I'm sure we all saw in the news just a few weeks ago the uh, the recent mapping, the uh, 3D mapping that's been carried out in the wreck. That's made up of thousands of photographs and they were taken by people such as the tourists, as you, as you just called them, um, the, the mission people, the specialists who, who take part in these dives. But yes, it, it is remote, it is extremely dangerous, and the risks are made perfectly clear to everyone before they undertake these dives. How likely do you think it is that they'll be able to find this submersible, given that it took 73 years after the Titanic sank before they were able to find that? I mean, this part of the sea, give us a picture of, you know, the trenches and, and the, the challenges involved. Um, yes, Isabel, it's... Um, it's uh, it's an incredibly difficult dive. It's, it's been these dives have been going on since the wreck was discovered in uh, 1985, and uh, of course the the original dives, uh, including the filming for James Cameron's movie, were, were carried out by two Russian submersibles, which are no longer in operation, and the Ocean Gate Titan, this particular uh, submersible, is the only one currently capable in commercial use, I believe, that can take passengers down to the wreck. So it, it is going to make the, uh, the rescue mission incredibly difficult. It's one of only five, I believe, submersibles that can reach this depth. Not asking for specific figures, but I'm just asking, would you know the sort of ballpark figure it would cost to be on board uh, a submarine like this? I believe the dive price uh, for individuals is $250,000, which is about £195,000. 
Uh, what does that buy you? Because, I mean, uh, my understanding is that this um, incredibly uh, advanced submersible is designed to withstand enormous pressure and going to huge depths, but very few creature comforts. We're not talking about any bathroom facilities. They'll be wearing oxygen masks at this point. I mean, that money is, is, is paying for expertise and, and kit, but not any, any luxuries or comfort. No, there, there are no luxuries or comfort. Uh, it, it's, it's large enough. Uh, people can see pictures uh, on the Ocean Gates website of the interior as well as the exterior of this Titan submersible. Um, creature comforts, as you say, are, are incredibly basic. The vessel is designed to, to dive to a depth of, of 4,000 plus meters. Um, interestingly, it does have what's called a real-time hull health monitoring system, which is a series of um, sensors all around the, the hull which continually monitor the pressure and should there be any change in the pressure on the outer hull, the pilot is notified immediately and can uh, instigate uh, an ascent quite quickly. So um, if anything has happened catastrophically and let's hope and pray it hasn't because the pressure on the outside of that hull is three and a half tons per square inch. Yeah. Um, David, there you are. You are the chair of the British Titanic Society. For people uh, who, who don't get it, who don't get the, the thrill involved, the excitement involved, the sense of history involved in this, if you were offered a ticket on a sub like that, would you take it up? Yes, I would. I've, I've been interested in Titanic um, for most of my life. Uh, it, it, it's an honour and a privilege to, to be the head of what is one of the world's um, uh, greatest uh, Titanic societies. We have hundreds of members all over the world who, uh, who study, who are passionate about uh, the vessel. Um, but yes, I, I, would, I would happily take a ticket if I could afford one. You know, David, we, we wish mm. all ends well. Our thoughts and prayers with everybody on board and really appreciate your insight to things. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you very much. All right, welcome to Free Association. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, so this is 3 a.m. ramblings. And I've got a couple of pieces to play regarding the this missing submarine that was heading in the direction of the wreck of the Titanic that's now gone missing for 24 hours or more. Uh, went missing on Sunday, it's now early Tuesday morning, so there's a limited amount of air in this submarine, so it's a, it's a major search and rescue going on at the moment. I've got a couple of pieces, one from the BBC, one from Sky News, short pieces that give a, a summary of what's going on and I'll do another follow-up tomorrow when we know what's actually happening. She lies 4,000 metres under the Atlantic Ocean, an enduring attraction. Researchers and tourists pay good money to go underwater to view the Titanic. This is the small vessel that took the trip with five people on board and hasn't come back. Called the Titan, it's operated by the firm Ocean Gate Expeditions. A ticket to the Titanic costs £200,000 a head. The vessel is transported to the site of the wreck by the Polar Prince tugboat. 
Currently, it sits a few hundred metres from the location. It's understood that among the five on board is Paul-Henri Nargole, a French submersible pilot. So too is British man Hamish Harding. This is his Instagram post from last week, in which he said a weather window had opened up and they were going to attempt a dive. A Twitter post from Sunday spoke of a successful launch after a 4am start. With them is believed to be Stockton Rush, the founder of the company involved. He spoke to Sky News earlier this year. That's what I love about shipwrecks. They are artificial reefs and they get populated quite quickly. I think most people are surprised by it, but it is, it's just, it's an amazing thing that happens. And the hundreds of ships, thousands of ships from World War I and World War II of similar construction are at the bottom of the ocean and they're creating these amazing man-made reefs. And so it's, it's just incredible. The Titanic shipwreck sits nearly two and a half miles down at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. It's around 400 miles off the coast of Newfoundland in Canada. A multinational search and rescue operation is now underway. Coast Guard aircraft from Halifax and North Carolina are assisting in the joint effort. Contact was lost with the vessel an hour and 45 minutes into its dive. Emergency systems can sustain people on board for 96 hours. The Coast Guard spoke of a race against time. In terms of the hours, uh, we understood that that was uh, 96 hours of uh, rescue uh, or emergency capability uh, from, from the operator. And so uh, we anticipate that there's somewhere between uh, 70 to uh, the full 96 hours available at this point. In a statement, the company involved, Ocean Gate Expedition, said, Our entire focus is on the crew members in the submersible and their families. We are deeply thankful for the extensive assistance we've received from several government agencies and deep-sea companies in our efforts to re-establish contact with the submersible. Typically, there will be equipment on board the vessel, including oxygen, to aid survival for a limited period. But as time elapses, so does hope. James Matthews, Sky News, in Washington. A submersible vessel which takes people to see the wreck of the Titanic has gone missing in the Atlantic Ocean. There's a major search and rescue operation underway with the race to find the vessel before oxygen runs out. The Titanic sank back in 1912 and it lies some 12,500 feet beneath the surface. Five people were on board the mini-sub and the rescue is being organised in Boston from where our correspondent Jessica Parker reports now. Designed to plunge the depths of the ocean, this is the Titan submersible, now missing in the North Atlantic after contact with the vessel was lost. It sparked a frantic but complicated search. But if it's on the bottom, particularly if it's very deep, that's going to be very difficult to rescue it. Uh, none of the conventional submarine rescue methods, which are designed mainly for naval submarines, would be able to operate down at the depth of the Titanic. Even if it could get down there, the hatches would not match onto, would not mate onto the submersible. A ship carrying the sub left Newfoundland and arrived at the wreck site on Sunday, where it then began its journey towards the seabed. But after an hour and 45 minutes, contact was lost. The sub itself is seven metres long and can carry up to five people, typically a mix of crew and paying passengers. There's said to be enough oxygen 
for four days. It is uh, a challenge to conduct a uh, search in that remote area, but we are deploying all available assets to uh, make sure that uh, uh, we can uh, locate uh, the craft and uh, uh, rescue uh, the, the people on board. In a statement, OceanGate said it's exploring all options to bring everyone back safely. The British businessman and explorer Hamish Harding is believed to be among those on board. Slow down, slow down, it's just in front of us. This is what people pay the company OceanGate Expeditions nearly £200,000 for, a rare and extraordinary view of the Titanic, which has sat nearly 4,000 metres beneath the ocean's surface for more than 100 years. Now an expedition to find this hidden history has itself gone missing. Tonight, an international search operation is underway, 900 miles off this coast in a very remote area. Now, of course, the focus is to try and find the vessel, whether it's now on the surface of the water or underneath. They're using aircraft, they're using sonar technology. But if the vessel is still underwater, that's when things get particularly difficult. And because of the limited oxygen supply, there would also be a limited time in which to find them. Jessica, many thanks once again for the update there. Jessica Parker, our correspondent in Boston.